This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound. I'm your host Ian Turner and my guest today is Big Sammer. First saw him perform at this year's Go Live Festival and was super impressed, but it's only when you get to know the guy that you really appreciate the work that goes into the art. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Big Sammer on Plains FM 96.9. Sema, can you tell me the first time you remember hearing music? Yeah, definitely. So I grew up in a um, with my mum heavily into like the sports culture. So she played a lot of softball. Um, she's also gay, which um, I've heard now recently that those two things go quite hand in hand. Okay, playing softball and being a gay woman. So yeah. we grew up around a lot of um, post softball parties. You know, uh, very safe environment, but yeah. um, there was always guitars coming out. Yep. First, my first memory of music was like ten guitars. Um, just a guitar getting passed around and different songs getting played, um, you know, like Lonely, 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 Lonely Blues. Mm-hmm. Don't even know who that's from. Yeah. Also, Fats Domino was, okay. a, was a really early memory of music that I have. Blueberry Hill? Yeah. 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 Okay. I found my thrills, you know. Uh, and then Dinah Ross and the Supremes. Amazing. China Beach soundtrack. Oh, do the rhythm yes. on my mind. Yeah, reflections. Even now when I hear that, yep. because the thing with me and music, my relationship with music is very... Um, it's really emotional. I have really emotional connection to certain songs. Like I hear it and I can literally pl- plant myself back in the moment. I don't know, even know what that's called. But um, yeah, it's just to this day, it doesn't matter what it is. I just Take I it hear back. it and I can, man, yeah. damn, I remember that, you know. You're seeing the titles. Mark yeah. Allen Berger and Dana Delaney. And- Here's the question, right? Am I going to have that same um, connection for this music now later on in life? Mm-hmm. Or is it because I was so young and, um, you know, we were such sponges back then? I'm going to say when you are in a vulnerable situation. Maybe that's growing up. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's relationship Mm. situation kind of thing. But maybe when you're a bit more raw. Yeah, yeah, very true. You seem to take things more on board when you're younger as well. So what about um, opening your mouth and performing and getting out in, in front of people? What, firstly, was there any um, any instruments? Because you are you are a, a rapper. Yeah. My instrument has always just been um, the pen and the microphone. So yep. um, for me, playing instruments, I was never really drawn to them. Yeah. I used to be a, um, a b-boy, so a break dancer. Yep. Um, but the first time that I ever rapped on stage was Form 2 talent quest and i did coolio gangsters paradise yep with two of my home girls yep. back in the time yep hanaruki and another girl and um we went on stage and i just you know as i walked through the valley of the shadow of death i take a look at my life wow crazy right yeah so, yeah you know and i was on stage then did i get the i don't know if i got the hunger for it then but i was actively starting to um write down other rappers verses like, I remember writing the, when the Wu-Tang Forever album came out. Actually, even before that, um, Stakes is High, De La Soul. Yeah. Um, I'd sit there and pause, play, pause, play, write down the lyrics, you know, learn the lyrics, and then we'd go to parties or we'd go around to our mate's house and then we'd start rapping along to the lyrics. And Tupac, Me Against the World, all the same thing, write down the lyrics, 
learn the verse, go back and rap it. And suddenly over time, you you learn like, you know, you sort of like your own way. It's not as good, mm. but we started to write our own little raps. And when I used to go to this youth group, we used to have this um, game called Shibuya. And you'd be like, do you know that game? No, I've, I've heard the word. Yeah, so you go, Shibuya, Shibuya, roll, call. And you'd be like, my name is Lucas and I am ruthless. You mess with me, and you'll be toothless. Roll call, shabuya. So that's what we used to do. Okay. You know? yep. So you come up with your little two bars or whatever. And the next and person, the next come person in. will go in. So then you have like a little battle, and it was like not like a real personal one. Yep. But you'd just be more talking about yourself. So it was yep. like, a, you know. So that's how, that was how I first started freestyling. Yeah. And then I fell in love with So this was a youth group or something? Yeah. yeah. This is called um, uh, THO. T- um, uh, T-O- oh, it's called TOH now, Teotaho. And it's in Papanui where I grew up. Mm. And a lot of kids that I know from out Pat, they all went up to, um, they went to TOH. And the guy who ran it back then, Jono, he still runs it now. So, yeah. Um, and I've got friends that work there and stuff. So that was my first memory of, um, of, of freestyling was yeah. doing that. So where did the beats come in? Um, was there any creation on your side or was it always a, been a collaboration with somebody else or, or pre-made stuff? How does that work? I've never been into um, producing beats, never, ever. And I think that's why I'm so obsessed with um, the art of rhyme is because I've never like put on more than one hat when it comes to um, when it comes to to writing songs or writing rhymes or writing verses or whatever. Yeah. I've always just been obsessed with the process of writing verse and the mathematics of actually like constructing a, a rap verse, yep. which are very intricate, you know. So the first beats that we ever got were B sides to singles. Yep. So you get a you know uh, okay. like Stakes is High for instance was my first ever instrumental I had. The second yep. one I ever had was. Um, Jay-Z, you belong to the city. And then, um, so you turn the B-side over and then you sit there and you try to write your little raps. But, you know, I can still remember my first rhyme I ever wrote. And, you know, it was trash, but it was cool. You know, it, it, it represents a certain time. And I remember where I wrote it as well, which was in the hallway onto Mighty Ho High. And it was in the hallway of Mariha um, High School, right next to the dean's office where yep. I'd been sent. And they made me sit there because the dean was out for the afternoon. So I just sat there. With my pen and pa- my pad, just writing this rhyme. What did you get sent there for? Writing rhymes in class. <laughs> Don't. It's funny. I was in English class. Don't as tell well. me it was. A, I. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes, eh? but like you weren't doing what you? you're supposed to be exactly. doing. Exactly. How dare you not follow our curriculum and do something creative, but not following? You know. It's funny though. But um, you know, I had a pretty cool English teacher who let me do a um, an assignment on um. Killer Priest song called um, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth, so Bible. Yeah, from there it sort of it grew into because I was still breakdancing at the time. Okay. So I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And then eventually, um, you know what the big turning point was? Eight Mile. Okay. Eight Mile came out. We seen it at the, at the, at the, um, at the movies, a whole group of like 20 of us. Yep. And we came out and we wanted to freestyle battle. Yep. And that was it. Then freestyle, the freestyle battle um, buzz took over New Zealand. So mm-hmm. they had the New Zealand battle for supremacy, Christchurch battle for supremacy. And then I just went on a tear for like three years straight, just battling, mm-hmm. just freestyle battles. Didn't make no music, just went to every city because there was cash prizes, you know. Like I won this. Um, this so this is late yep. teens, early 20s? No, yeah, know? this is like 2021. 20, okay. Yep. I went down to Queenstown one time and bat- did this battle at the Snowfest and the prize was like $2,000 cash. 
like five hundred dollar um gift voucher, five hundred dollar bar tab for TARDIS, mm. and like so we were going around chasing money pretty much. Yep, going city to city. I won Dunedin MC Battle for Supremacy twice, came second in Wellington. You know, so that was my thing for like three years mm-hmm. was just um freestyle battles, and I met a lot of good friends that I still got today through that. But yeah, um. If it wasn't going to be rap, and was it always going to be rap? I mean, was there mm. any other career aspirations? Yeah, footy league, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Was was going to play um, footy. I played um, touch for New Zealand. Yep. Played Canterbury footy and stuff, and then nah, it just took over. Like it could have been that, but I was always just sort of a cut under. Yeah. Know? I was a cut under. Being you know, I was. I always knew that I was going to pursue this. Yeah. And um, it's just when, and I just had to. You know, I had to get over a few things about myself eventually, which it didn't happen until you know the last couple of years. But with sport, it was always just a um, it was a, it was a social thing. But I was pretty good, like you know, I played the World Cup and stuff like that. But still, I just wanted to be a rapper. We're going to uh, listen to some music, yeah, and cool. uh, normally I ask about uh, influences um, mm. at least. Interestingly, and I can hear from this particular track, I wouldn't normally sort of associate um, Avondale Bowling Club with with rap. Yeah. But there is this track, Fiends or Friends, Friends yeah. depending on. Um, mm. why, are we, why are we listening to this today? So I met Tom Scott in the year 2000, mm-hmm. and I met him on a website called bboy.com, right? Uh-huh. And it was right before the, the New Zealand Hip Hop Summit, the first one, which was in Christchurch at the Lumiere Theatre back in the day. And... Um, I met him on this website and I said, I was, you know, where are you from? And he's like, oh, I'm from Avondale in Auckland. And I was like, are you a b-boy? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yo, you should come down for the hip-hop summit. And he's like, yo, we're coming down. And I was like, you should battle with our crew. So he, he came down with two of his friends. Tom did. This is back yep. when he was a b-boy. And yep. he battled with two of our um, our crew, which was called Cosmic Rock back then. God, what a name. <laughs> <laughs> what a name, eh? Yeah. But, but um, yeah, so that's how I met Tom. And then I've just sort of... Um, We've loosely stayed in touch with them over the years. Um, also, being sober and clean myself, and being through, going having gone through that whole um, experience as well of recovery and stuff, and he has as well. He was actually really um, a good. He was actually more like a sponsor to me almost Amazing. when I was getting clean. So I was messaging him every day, and he was helping me through, telling me what he did to you know, and it was just amazing. So. A lot of people they know Tom for the for the artist, but if you know his family like history and stuff, and you know if you if you listen to his music, he tells the same stories, and right through the journey, it's like it gets up to this point, and he's the story that he literally tells in the song. I know so many people that are this guy, you know, about living in the um how he um moved in with his old. Our old lady got kicked out moving with his dad got kicked out now he lives in a hotel stuff like that like i know i know so many people like that you know and so i just really relate to to this song and um you said that avondale bowling club you wouldn't associate them with rap what would you call them um well obviously the avant-garde more of a jazz yeah jazz, jazz fusion kind yeah, of yeah thing for going sure on. Eh? Yeah. yeah that's why i love they're, they're probably my favorite group in new zealand by far like you know i was i was into homebrew but um I'm big on respons- being responsible with, with our platforms and with our music. And um, let's just say that Avondale Bowling Club is a little bit more responsible than Homebrew was. <laughs>
old boy sitting in the dark with a light bulb And a ladder in the sand like a pyro Just can't put the thing down like an iPhone Got too high, flipped out like a psycho What's he gonna do? Where's he gonna go now? Lost I heard he was living in a motel Broke up with his old girl Then he broke down, took it out on the best bro They ain't bros now What you really know about shit like that? 31 years old, addicted to crack since way back How you gonna quit like that? Try kick that shit, it'll kick right back Uh, Move back with the old girl, got kicked out Move back with the old man, got kicked out Whole life been an addict, can't quit now He just gotta have it, can't sit down I remember when the user turned the whole fucking room up Wasn't anybody cooler back then I was just a fucking loser But you knew me before I blew up Before anybody gave two fuck Show love, so I gotta show you love back Real shit, man, that's it for you, bruv This, this one, one here, yeah, this one Old boy lying in the hospital lonely Doped out on the dope, looking all dopey Had a little too much fun, then he OD'd Just trying to keep up with all the homies What you gonna do? Where you gonna go out when your hometown Looks something like a ghost town And the bro roll around with a whole pound Like, oh well, might as well have another blowout How you gonna slow down just like that? Five years in, she just gapped like, fuck that I probably would have reacted the same way I don't know nothing about that, can't say no. Too much for one human to think about Chew them up and then she just spit them out Till they figure out a better way to get it out Pour me up, I never hit a scene ginger ale Cause I probably would have done the same thing anyhow If I had that shit to forget about Gotta get it out, gotta get around Why settle down, sit down bruv, let me get around It's a beautiful night, don't wanna spoil it While we doing coke from the top of the toilet Let's toast this bottle full of poison To a life full of pain and disappointment You remember when I used to Live off 10, 4, and tuna I gave a sip about my future back then I was just a fucking user, so look I ain't tryna judge you bruv You just keep on doing what you do bruv But I gotta be straight to ya Because I'm the one who introduced you So this here yeah, This one right here This one here for you This one right here yeah, This one here This go out to you This for my homie My brother Yeah Real shit is so true This for my bossy You know me Yeah And how long I know you We ain't even gotta be on the stuff When I say this stuff bro I ain't sure without you I ain't even gotta say no name When I say this You already know what's going out to This one right here When we get to do drugs Now it's kinda like they do us Did it until we did too much Everything off of that really can't do much Started out on them blue doves Then moved up to that yellow scoop bus Now it's like I need two doves just for a buzz I need to get a new buzz It's been too long, my guilt's too much Drew, guess it's time that I grew up Time to retire, I'm tying my boots up All of that youth that I had, I used up I'm too old for these new drugs Too clued up to be cued up For this club, this scrub just spewed up On my brand new blue pumas Somebody call me an Uber Before I turn in a tour Who got the oolist? Look, ain't nothing wrong with no looter But I'd rather be at home banging that loofah My brain's already screwed up From all the shit I chewed up I'm about to grow me a tumor All my friends are stuck in the past Still dancing the future I was conceived by two users I was supposed to be a loser I had to see my old man cooped up In an orange jumpsuit trying to shoot up I seen the sky, I seen the sewer I seen a sign I should've seen sooner I seen my best friend pack that flute up One year later retired that noose up This one here
This is the Gardner Sound interview with Big Seema on Plains FM 96.9. Well <laughs> uh, first big gig. I mean, you're a you're an Otatahi mm, mm. lad. Yeah. What's the um, first big thing you saw? It could have been anywhere in New Zealand. Oh, really. first big gig I yeah, ever seen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers at Kiwi 2. Okay. Yeah. Uh, many people on the show. It must have been oh, really? an, amazing, wow. an amazing gig. Yeah. Um, What's the stand I went to that because a friend of mine... Um, was supposed to go with his brother mm-hmm. and then last minute he was like his brother got um food poisoning and he's like oh well no one can no one's going to come with me so i'll just i guess it's just a waste this ticket and i was like i'll come yeah you know here's the thing right i have like i love hip-hop but mm. i love that era of rock like nirvana yeah. silver chair yeah like yeah oh man like yeah that, like i said about um the, i have a like a sort of emotional connection to music yeah that's big time, like fire out. Especially smashing, like smashing pumpkins, like nineteen seventy nine. All that stuff is just some of so, my heroes. So talking about that and embodying some of that, there is a band in Christchurch called Dolphin Friendly, yeah. who are doing some awesome stuff at the moment. How did mm. that hook up? Because it seems somewhat sort of unlikely. Um, at the start of twenty, um, I was living out in Littleton before lockdown. Yep. Yeah, and um, I went to watch the Hoots and Sojourn. Okay. Out at uh, Wonderbar. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to live down in Britain Terrace, just down the road from Mansum. Mm. And um, Marlon Williams is live up the road. Yep. Littleton's a great place. I know, oh, yes. man. I wrote a lot of this album in Littleton, actually. Um, I was there, and um, I was standing at the bar, and um, there was this girl behind me, and she wanted to get into the bar. And I said, hey, you should come and stand next to me. Started having a yarn to her. Ends up that's box um, partner, mm-hmm. um, and Schneier, and, or Shaz, and... Um, so we started having a chat and she said, oh, my boyfriend's, you know, the drummer and Dolphin Friendly. I was like, I want to meet these Dolphin Friendly characters, you yep. know, because I'd um, already heard about them through um, the Hoots boys who are just a young, like, sort of, you, you heard of them? No, I Young haven't. cats from um, UC on the come up. They're mm. pretty dope. Um, and also through um, Jake from Summer Thieves. Yeah. I met those guys that night and um, we sort of you know hit it off just straight away i listened yeah. to it. the gig was amazing it was it was really cool and more importantly me and sam hit it off yeah because here's the thing right like i come from pap i grew up in pap when i hear that people are from lincoln sorry but i assume that they're going to be a certain way so i hear a band's from lincoln and i'm just like okay well yeah he's just country boys or whatever back to the garden probably party gonna with be you. probably going to be like some slightly racist undertones somewhere in there yep just what just how i've grown up around yep. country guys you know yep. but man when i met them him and bock and like um just their vibe i just 
Yeah. I have so much time for those guys now. And that night, actually, they played me a song um, or played me a skeleton of a song. And they're like, we're thinking about getting Wax Mustang on the song, you know. And I said, don't worry about Wax Mustang. Get me on the song, you know. So I'm there like, he's got the phone around the smoking area and he's like playing the beat to me. And I'm just like <laughs> rattling off these verses, you know, going, no, what about this one? I've got like, you know, the way I yep. work, anyone that knows me will tell you, I've got like 10, 15 verses just in my head yep. that haven't been used. Yep. So I'm just like rattling off these verses and they're like, whoa, that's so cool. So we do a couple of demos, we meet up, etc. We end up with the song, and uh, which is unreleased at the moment, but it's coming out on their, um, their, their next EP, which is almost finished, mm. um, produced by Con and Jane from uh, Marco Road. Yeah. And um, it's called Lifetimes. The coolest thing about it is that um, Dylan Frost is one of Sam's big uh, inspirations and Sam raps two verses on it. Okay. And that boy can rap. Yeah. He might be from Lincoln, but yeah, <laughs> Lincoln's not, you know, traditionally known for dudes who can rap. Um, but man, yeah, he he killed it. Bot's great on the drums. So Any situations where the collaboration uh, hasn't worked for in, you? In that situation? In, in any of your... Well, I could even in that situation, like, so the first mix we had of the song... Um, I said, I was up recording, doing my album sessions with Tiki, and I yep. said, oh, you know, like, do you reckon you could have a listen to this song, you know, see what you think of it? And this was the first mix of it. And he listened to it, and he came back to me and said, nah, bro, it needs to be re-recorded. Like, you know, the um, the drums are not played to a click, et cetera, so it was off time. So it, it was almost like that song was not going to happen, to be honest. I'd resigned myself to, yeah, maybe it's not going to work out, you know. Yeah. And then Connor came along. And then they re-recorded it, mm-hmm. and now oh, it just sounds just amazing. So, yeah, sometimes, you know, even when you think something's not going to work, it just ends up falling into place as long as you have a bit of patience. Tell me about the shows that haven't gone to plan. Last year I had a, I played two shows at Wonder Bar last year. Both of them were sold out. The first one I played was with Jake from Summer Thieves because obviously we um, it was the Neverland release party. The second one, um, headline show I did last year, was another single release with a producer named Tene. Um, who um, also produced King's Love and Ego album. Mm-hmm. So he's a big, like, pretty well-known producer. He produced a lot of Scribe's second album as well. And we'd made the song together called Backup, huge song with another artist from Auckland called B-Kid, um, who's sort of on the come up as well. He's really, super good though. And so we made the song, have a release party, great, awesome. Get to the release party. He goes missing. Our teenager goes missing. Can't find him anywhere. anywhere. He's supposed to go on. Um, which is fine, you know, it is what it is. Um, he's supposed to go on. <laughs> so then we sit, so the settlers are playing the same night. So um, Anne's goes to me, you know, like maybe we will just go on now. Yeah. You know? um, the earlier support act had already been on. Yeah. And I said, yeah, no, nah, definitely. You guys go on. I'll go on after you. He can go on last. The whole plan was um, Mike, who's the DJ for um, the settlers, we were just going to use his setup and the yep. TNA was going to use his Serato on that. Yeah, yeah. We get up there. Tino plays the intro and then he puts this weird flanger over the intro so I can't hear where the intro comes in and where it's supposed to drop. I managed to catch that one so the intro goes okay and then he plays Keep Calm which is the second song and um, the needles break. So he breaks the needles. So I stop the set. This is a full wonder bar. <laughs> like 180 people, whatever. Stop the stop the set completely and I said, oh, we're having some technical difficulties. After the set, I sat in the little corner of the backstage of wonder bar with the um, velvet curtains pulled and I just sat there and different my mates would come and sit with me 
and I was just um, devastated. To be so honest. that was it. You couldn't couldn't continue. Well, yeah, we continued eventually, but the you know the vibe the vibe was gone. Oh, man. You know, and it took so long. Like it took like you know five seven minutes. It's just way too long. What it's taught me is to be just more efficient with um, having our own setup ready and not changing. I changed DJs that night and used Tine. Usually I'll use my normal DJ, but because Tine was playing, he made this tune. Why not? You know, but it didn't work out. So gives me the shivers. On that, let's listen to some music. Yeah, cool. And um, we'll we'll change the vibe up. (laughs) Um, When I ask about um, favorite tracks, uh, we've got something from Nas. Um, Or is it Nas? Nas. Nas. Nas, Nas, um, it's Nasir, so it's African. So. Nasir, okay. Yep. It ain't hard to tell. Yeah. Tell me about this um, track. My brother used to have this on tape, right? And I was listening to lots of Nirvana, lots of Smashing Pumpkins, etc. But then my first, one of my first introductions to rap music was was Elmatic, and he had it recorded it off somewhere. He didn't even really listen to rap, but I just found this tape in his room, put it on my Walkman, bike to school, and um, one of the first songs that came on was this, and it's just. Like lyrically, it's one of the most sampled. The some of the most sampled verses in mm-hmm. other songs has been sampled like fifty times or something. Yep. Um, Sneaker Uzi on the island in my army army jacket lining, like just Nas just kills it. And yeah, um, yeah, the human nature Michael Jackson sample. Yep. Um, in the back, big tune. It's just that those horns that dun dun. It's just crazy. So um, yeah, I love this song. This is my favorite Nas song of all time, easily. Is cho- 
chosen, I leave your brain stimulated Niggas is frozen, speak with criminal slang Begin like a violin, end like Neviathan Is deep, well let me try again Wisdom be leaking out my grateful truth I dominate break loops, giving mics ministry cycles Streets disciple, I rock beats that's mega trifle And groove even smoother than moves by Villanova You're still a soldier, I'm like Sly Stone and Cobra Packing like a roster in the weed spot Vocals are squeeze clocks, MCZs drop Though they need not to sneak My poetry's deep, I never fell Nas's rap should be locked in a cell It ain't hard to tell This is the Gardner Sound interview with Big Simmer on Plains FM 96.9. I didn't add the 2K21 <laughs> in there. Um, at the end of the section, we're going to be playing an amazing track, amazing, called Revolutionaries, yeah. which is going to come out on the 5th of November. And you are very lucky, Gardner Sound listeners, you mm. out there, because uh, you're going to get to hear it um, in, a, in a few minutes' time. Featuring, okay, first of all, it's produced by Tikitane. It's produced by a guy named, uh, the beat was made by a guy named Jason Carr, who's okay. um, from Las Vegas. Yep. Um, eight Bars, is no, he's known as Eight Bars. Mm-hmm. And um, then we, what we do is our process is we take the beat and the stems yep. into the studio and then we can just reproduce it um, any way we want. Okay. Yep. Um, but the majority of the production it's chores, ticky. tick. Yep. Yep. Um, and there's also an old mate of yours, um, Seka. Yeah, Seka. Uh, yeah, who's yep. um, uh, rapping in yeah. the uh, in the second in verse. The second verse yep. What's the song about? Okay, so um, the whole idea from the song came after I um, seen the speech from Fred Hampton, Black Panthers, um, and he was talking about um, you know um, you can kill a revolution, uh, you can. You can kill a revolutionary, but you can't kill the revolution. Yep. You know, and he was, you know, doing this chant, I am a revolutionary. And they were saying, I am a revolutionary. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, how our whole thing, like over the last couple of years, I've just been on this um, sort of journey of um, just speaking out against racism and speaking out against the inequities um, for my people and oppression and stuff like that. Mm. So I've done a couple of um, keynote speaking type um gigs as well along the way with the culture club and um i was due to do one at at uc as well yeah and just talking about our journey of um growing up around racism growing up in christchurch around racism far out just insane around skinheads and stuff like that i was gonna say that yeah um and being in my generation as well can i just ask quickly has it improved has it gotten worse where what's it's just moved to a different like they used to be on the street in front of you and now they're on the internet so yeah what has improved is, and I think we need to give more credit to the younger generation, yep. to the younger millennials, is that they're more socially conscious. Mm-hmm. You know, they have more access to, to information now. So that means that when it comes to racism, they're, they're actually not afraid to use their voice to call it out. Yeah, We have a lot of allies out there now, a lot more allies. Um, and the government is more socially aware. You saw... Um, Jacinda um, apologising for the dawn raids, for instance. Yeah. The, these sorts of moments in history are really important to our progression as a as a whole, you know, as a country. Sure, we still have the odd Judah Collins type vibe out there, you know. Um, but her husband's Samoan. Yeah, <laughs> Talofa. <laughs> you know, and um, 
but that that is what it is how is she she's no different to don brash so you know okay. when, it, when it comes to you know what i'm saying though? i'll let it out yeah well you know without getting too political which is not what this is about but no. um i i like to think that um to a degree that we are getting better yeah and we have grown and um i look at my friends that um are non-maori or um what we like to call tangata tiriti now which is people of the treaty and i like to look at them as allies which is amazing we didn't have allies growing up bro like we were getting chased by skinheads with hammers and that's for real that's real stuff so this song um not to digress but this song is um a dedication to my people that i'm um, saying that um you know stand strong we're calling for hands on my people are so tired of singing them sad songs standing on picket lines you know um all of that sort of thing like you know it's not time the time for outrage is over the time for education is now you know, for us to educate the kids and um, teach them about um, what we went through so they don't have to go through the same thing, you know. The focus for us has to be predominantly on the next generation so that they can be armed with the right knowledge to be able to go into the future, you know, and be leaders and be vocal about what they do, they do and don't like, you know. That for me is, is always the primary focus. So this is a call out to everybody for action, you know. Be revolutionary, you know, don't be afraid. So... Um, as Tiki sings in the chorus, you know, about being sick and tired of our people being, um, you know, held down by oppression. You know, you just want to be free, but, you know, there's always something around the corner that um, that holds you back. Being Indigenous in New Zealand has always been an uphill battle for us, you know, and people don't understand what privilege means um, on both sides of the fence. So I want the reason why I got sicker on it, and a lot of people always say to me, like, you know, you know, why don't you go get this artist or this artist? Or you'd sound good with uh, this artist, you know, these named guys. It's like, for me, that's not what it's ever been about. For me, it's been about who I feel um, in terms of the art can deliver exactly what I want them to deliver, you know. Having this opportunity to have Tiki produce me, all it's done for me is um, allowed me to take more risks. You okay. Know? So it's allowed me to, to, to be more risky in terms of, getting someone like Seka who hasn't put anything out for a decade, but I know that I can put him on a track, have Tiki produce him and have his vocal be on the same level as mine. Yep. And I know that he would absolutely destroy it. And this yep. man, fire out. I'm not lying down for any politicians or syndicates. This is a journey through privilege. Kids are turning to militant, center stage in a policy, but insignificant. Minister's lip surface, the purpose surface is indifferent. He's such a, you know, he's gifted. He's so yeah. gifted. The way that he writes... Man, like, when I first heard that verse, I was just so blown away. So um, that's the risks that I take is by getting cats on songs that people don't know, but get putting the spotlight on them and being like, you thought that you think you know who's good? I'll tell you who's good. And everyone's from Christchurch too. I've only got one guy from out of town yep. um, from up in Auckland on the album. The rest of them are all Christchurch cats. A lot of them you never heard of before, but they're all being produced by the same guy and the songs are... You know, we man we maintain the cope up throughout and that's all I wanted to do, so I 
limits, fuck the system forever Until they fix what they broke and show our people respect They fed a generation of children up with synthetics And when they became addicted, they started blaming genetics Like they never made a dollar, turning people to zombies Slumped over the table, babies crying for mommy Daddy's out of his mind when his cousin picks up the camera Puts his thumb to record so he can show them right after Hoping they kick the habit and stop repairing the damage Looking at that impact, getting it back is habit What's crazy is that story I'm telling is non-fiction That cousin that shot the video up, loaded it instantly Underneath it, he wrote it, you need to see this up close To understand you're hurting the ones who need you the most I'm only scraping a barrel, there's more that you need to see Until we fix our people, we will never be free So we stand strong, we call it for hands on My people so tired of singing them sad songs We standing on picket lines for all of them past laws We'll talk about resolution, call it a revolution So, so much left to change How are we supposed to break away these chains That have held us down so long That we can't find our way so no politicians and syndicates This a journey to privilege Kids are turning to militants Center stage in a policy But insignificant ministers Lip service to purpose Served this indifference Wasn't that long ago When it started to hit me Remember listening to Cambridge To Jimmy B in the 60s The stuff the media's made of Push our leaders to say this My cadence better than ever Never caving for cheddar Like David Chappelle If I'm a filler I say it as well Value isn't monetary Rarely I'm saving this wealth Mounting the knowledge To the ground And I follow forever Now pop Popularity, the clarity found in the message is paramount And I get it, how for you sounding pathetic Failing mathematics, but I bet you can count on the methods People's health is forgotten, laid them out on the stretcher History 101 and don't you ever be proud to forget so it So we stand strong, we call it for hands on My people so tired of singing them sad songs We standing on picket lines for all of them past laws We'll talk about resolution, call it a revolution uh, Stand strong, we call it for hands on My people so tired of singing them sad songs we This is the Garden of Sound interview with Big Simmer on Plains FM 96.9. Let's go back. We're, we're late 30s. Let's mm-hmm. go back to, I don't know, mid-teens. Yeah. Maybe maybe late teens or thereabouts. What are you going to say to that, that young man? This is probably going to sound cliche, but just the whole patience thing is a big, big yeah. thing for me. Yeah. Just be patient. I, was, I think I was always just in a rush. You know, I was in a rush to be great, in a rush to um, be good at sport, even um, relationships I had with people. I was always, um, you know, I never just stood back to smell the road. Maybe that was just a, a just comes part and parcel with being young, perhaps. Um, the other thing I'd say is quality, not quantity. 
you know i used to think i used to when i first started making music even i'd be like i just i mean like i said to you before like i put out two albums in 2016 no one's ever going to hear them they were online but we took them off but i thought that by doing that that i was going to cross some threshold of um of greatness you know and no one else did that you know but heaps of people did that the only problem was is that because i did that because i tried to do that the quality of them was you know it was a bit off um the other thing the the third thing and the last thing that i would tell myself is that even though all your heroes um seem like they did it this way drugs and alcohol do not make your art better so <laughs> they might make the music sound better sometimes but they won't make your music better so how does one benchmark one's progress without something tangible how do you measure it what's yeah. your measuring stick yeah. yeah the process is the measuring stick having a checklist for um how you release a song I man i'm real big on to-do lists yeah. and um even with this um what we're doing right now is part of the yep the checklist you know um so doing um as much pr as you can but on those on the side of the um of the the whole production um is having people of a certain area of expertise to take away um to do jobs that you know you don't do well okay yeah so having a good producer and then one thing that i always say which i've learned from working with 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 tiki is um have somebody else master it Okay. And not the person that's mixing it. Yeah. Because that's a conflict of interest sometimes. So he's he's mixed it as well? Yeah. So he mixed it, but yep. Mike Gibson from Monkey mastered it. Mm-hmm. The reason why we do that is because it's always good to get um, a different ear for the last process. Yeah. Not someone that's been there throughout the recording stage, yep. everything. Yeah. Um, we call it demo-itis, you know? When you listen to a demo over and over and you're like, this is the way it's going to be. It sounds amazing. I just love it. Yeah. And then somebody changes something about it, which could be good, but you can't hear it because you've been listening to the demo for three months. Yeah. Look, let's just spend a little money and get someone that's great at doing that. Yeah. I reckon that's what's worked for me anyway, is the process. Yeah. What's the name of the new album? Stereotypes of a Polynesian Misunderstood. Stereotypes of a Polynesian Misunderstood. Yeah, you heard of um you heard that song Juicy by Biggie Smalls? Uh no, I haven't. Okay. Well in the song he goes, Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood. Okay. So I just took that Stereotypes of a Polynesian misunderstood. misunderstood. Yep. There you go. Yep. And obviously we heard revolutionaries. Where are you on um on videos and that that kind of thing? Have we got some stuff supporting supporting the album, music videos oh, for yeah, the singles. Sure. So we've got a, a video coming out for revolutionaries as well. Yeah. It's just having the finishing touches put on it. And yep. um I'm I'm pushing for seven visuals for this album, okay. seven out of ten. So, yep. um, seven out of ten of the songs will have visuals, and um, I'm just going around to every single, um, pretty much every single visual is going to have a different um, director. Yeah. So we're going to have heaps of arty type stuff, which is going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Also, I just got um, selected as one of the. Um, candidates for Moana X this year through Creative New Zealand. So okay. they're giving me a match fund. So I'm running a com- campaign through October. Okay. Yep. F- uh, through crowdfunding, through Booster.org. So everything that folks give will be matched will by be matched, yeah. So they, they're giving me a $3,000 match fund. And then, Fantastic. Yeah, so that's cool. So it means I'll be able to do more visuals for this album, which yep. is cool. Yeah, I'm super stoked. And thank you to Creative New Zealand as well for that. It's been absolutely brilliant um, having you on the show today. Look, we've got time for one last track. Mm. Um, and you got a shapeshifter uh, yeah. with Lady Six. Yeah, When no. I Return. Yeah. When I Return. Yeah, yeah. Um, what Tell I, me about I love this. about this song, um, this is just a song that 
living abroad from Christchurch quite a lot. Like I lived in Australia, I lived in Dunedin for a couple of times. Mm. This song just reminds me of Christchurch. I think that um, Sam and that were probably living here at the time when um, Sam and Nick and that from Shapies mm. were probably living here at the time when they produced this as well. Yep. I feel like they might have been. That could be a speculation. But um, yeah. Yeah, it just reminds me of Christchurch after the earthquakes and stuff like that as well. It just, it's just beautiful. So. What does the future hold for Christchurch musically? And I'm talking like yeah. all all genres. Where do you see it? Well, you know, what do you think about Go Live was so good, right? Yep. Like it was amazing. Yep. Like Mark and that, um, Mark Royal and that did an amazing job. Yep. And just bringing all those genres together, having yep. them all in the same venue but in different rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's the crazy thing, right? So I played the same time as Trouble Links did. They played right across the hall from me. My first band coming out of high school was Trouble Links. Like I used to do, um, I used to do the skate jams with them. Yeah, I'd get up for two songs. I'd do um, uh, Fly Like an Eagle. Yep. And I just, I only had like three verses at the time, so I yep. just spit the three verses I got. But I used to play everywhere with them. Went on, we went into like a couple of shows down south and stuff. So to have them playing across the hall for me at the same time, it was just. For me, it was just beautiful. It was it was a vibe. So, where do I see it going, man? If anything to go off, go live was anything to go off. I think that we are as a city in a better place than anyone else's right yeah. now. Even Auckland, yeah. Like I think this is the hub for for music at the moment. Prince, you got Prince, Ashi, like um, Dolphin Friendly, um, the Marshes. You know, we've got so many good bands here. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Just one last question mm-hmm. before we get into this um, <laughs> yep. uh, shapeshifter track. Have you got a top tip in terms of getting on in the industry? You're a tremendously joyous and personable person to deal with and so on. Um, is there anything that you would pass on to others uh, to say, this is how you make it? The real advice that I can give anyone is be an energy giver, don't be an energy taker. And like any interactions that you have with anyone, including artists, just always make sure that you're giving out as much as you get back. And people will always, as long as you always leave with love and, you know, come across in a way where you're supportive, people will just show it back to you, you know. With rappers or with hip-hop in general, people are just too competitive. And it's like, there's no gold medals in that when it comes to art, you know. We're, out, we're not out here trying to compete with each other. We're out here trying to be part of something, which is be part of a culture. Yeah. You know, music culture, hip-hop culture, whatever it is. So... Um, just show love to everybody because we're all actually sitting at the same table, yeah. you know, as artists. So that's my that's my that's my hot tip. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate you.
Time for my track of the week. I've been following these guys since 2019 when they placed third at the national finals of Rockwest. Their latest track is an absolute banger featuring Tikitane and it's an instant New Zealand classic. This is Sit Down in Front with Pixie Caramel.
where my treat used to be, huh? The shop was empty, I can't believe what I see, huh? All I can think about is why they didn't see, huh? The situation is not driving me crazy, huh? Thanks for joining me today on the show and thanks to Big Sema for being candid and super cool. You can find out more about the album and release gigs by heading to gardenofsound.nz and clicking on his image on the front page. I'm Ian Turner and I look forward to bringing you Garden of Sound same time next week. In the meantime, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. Inohorah.